Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to The Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode, James McDonnell has some quick and simple tips to manage cash flow to get you through the lean winter period. And I first asked him about the impact of 2018 on farm accounts. Well, I suppose Emma Louise, during the summer, milk intakes were down so i'm sure dairy farmers are finding that their milk checks mid-summer were, were lower and maybe in september but i think that has improved in the last few weeks and i'm sure some people are milking on and the fact that ground conditions are so good uh, at this stage in november and there's still grass out there to be eaten i'm sure some of those cash flow worries have eased a little bit um and milk prices hold is held okay and solids are higher than that so um i imagine most guys can trade their way out of it, but I suppose there are a few counties um, that are affected more than others in that, you know, they've had to feed more meal and buy more silage. And we're probably talking about the Midlands, you know, parts of Kilkenny, Cork, East Limerick, uh, Tipperary and Leash that are pretty badly affected. Um, so cash flow could still be a problem for, for those people because they may have bills in, in the co-ops and, uh, you know, they still have... I suppose, they're still short of silage. Um, so I suppose the important thing about it is people need to sit down and they need to work out what's their situation going to be like for the next six months. Um, and I'm saying six months because it'll be next May before they'll have a decent milk check again. So what's going to keep them going in the, in the meantime? So if they sit down and look at how much cash is in the bank account, basic payment, was paid two weeks ago. The balance is due the 1st of December. So that's some money coming in. There are milk checks due in. Uh, so it'll be a smaller milk check in December and smaller again in January, but maybe there's coiled cows to be sold. Who do they owe money to? Um, and what will they be spending money on between now and say the 1st of May? Um, so that's the bones of a cash flow. What's coming in and what's going out? And if there's any deficit at all, it's about can you put a facility in place? And I suppose really to check that your figures are right, you need to sit down with an advisor or uh, your accountant or somebody that you trust that's that's good with figures to go over your cash flow. Just and, to see. and if we just take a step back for a second, like I mean, like you're essentially after telling us what exactly is in the cash flow, a lot of farmers would have good um, financial information in the form of their profit monitor. Um, can you identify just what are the main differences between the cash flow and a profit monitor? Okay, so if we look at the most recent profit monitor results you have, it's looking at the 2017 year. So that just tells you from a management perspective how good you were at operating your farm for the year 2017. So it's almost like a photograph of your farm taken on a specific date in time, how you managed the farm last year. Towards if we look at the bank account today, well, that's telling us what cash is in the account today. So they're two very different animals. They're like apples and oranges. One is how efficient you ran the business last year but cash flow is where you're at at the current moment in time. And we'll see how efficient you were when we do the 2018 profit monitor, but profit and cash are two different items. You could be making plenty of profit out in the farm, but you mightn't have cash in your account because of a specific set of circumstances at any particular time. So that's essentially the main difference. And ultimately, if you don't have cash in your account, it becomes more difficult to trade because you can't buy things. 
So um, that's really the difference. But it is important that you're making profit because profit ultimately adds to your wealth over time. But if you don't have cash in your account, well, you can't buy the newspaper, do you know? So that's kind of, that difference. And that's an important, you know, that people understand the difference between cash and profit. And it's important, I suppose, when you have a crisis, ultimately the solution is having cash to trade your way out of it. So if people sit down and work out what money they're due to spend in the next six months and what money is due to come in and what have they got at the moment, well, if there's a deficit, you need to put a facility in place to give you that cash. But you won't get that facility unless you're running a profitable business because the banks won't give it to you. Yeah, and when you talk about a facility, you're talking about going and having a conversation with the bank and putting some sort of an overdraft in place. Yeah, it could be a, a, like... If you're in if you're in a situation where things have gotten out of control, it might be that you need a three year term loan uh, to pay off over the next three years the the extra um, expenses that you had in the in the 2018 uh, weather related, so the extra fees in that. So a three year loan might be one way of doing it. But I do notice that you know in the last 10 or 15 years, prices are becoming more regular. You know we had a low milk price in 2009. We had a, a wet weather event in 13 and we have a dry weather event in, in 15 and a couple of, or in, in 18 and a few storms. So um, they are becoming more regular. So if you are going to take um, a debt and take out a term loan to pay it off, that it, the shorter the term that you can do, the better, because you don't want to be carrying that, um, the bad result from one crisis into the one that's going to happen in two or three years time. So it's important to get out of it as quick as you can. Um, but I'm not saying just maybe an overdraft. It could be it could be an overdraft either, or it might be talking to your co-op. Maybe you have very little debt with your co-op at the moment, and maybe it's about talking to them about what limits you have with them, and maybe they, they will provide you with some credit. But generally, I would say use the banks because they're in the business of lending money. Um, there are key suppliers that, walk, that drive into a farmer's yard. You want the AI man to turn up. You want the vet to turn up when you have a difficult cabin. You need a contractor to come and spread slurry when the weather is right and decided to get cut. So you do need key suppliers um, managed in such a way that they will come when you need them. So it's important that that those key suppliers do get paid. And 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 you mentioned there there is certain certain income. We have the VPSs after coming in. There will be milk checks. Um, would you be keen um, to offload stock if if that was an option on farms as a means of bringing in some cash into the business? Yeah, I think so. Um, I know just talking to a dairy advisor yesterday, he mentioned to me that he thought a lot of his clients had extra heifers around the place, and he wasn't sure whether, you know, from talking to him that it was planned to have these extra heifers. Um, because they're not part of the expansion plan. And sometimes farmers expand because there's extra heifers around the place and they suddenly start milking them and there's no key five-year plan. So if there are, I suppose, it's about looking at the stocking rate on the farm, taking stock, are there animals on the farm that aren't part of the system? And of course, if there are, well, dairy eating silage is just important for, for, you know, the main driver of the business. So... I suppose it's about looking at, at that and seeing, right, should we offload stock that are not needed? Uh, once cows are put dry and our culls, well, you know, you can do with some and see, right, if we keep them, we'll get X for them. If we let them go now, we'll get X minus 
20 or 30 or 40 percent but maybe when you take the feed and the drop in price into account maybe it's a maybe it's a, a zero sum gain so you might be as well to offload now than than wait a few months and then end up having to buy stage for other stock so um it's worth taking stock of what's actually out on the farm and planning the next five years from where you are at the minute. Yeah, I guess the, the heifers are the big thing on farm and a lot of people are very reluctant based on the low price um, or the perceived low price that's out there for them currently. And the same then with cull cows. If they've milked them onto this stage, they're inclined to stay going. Um, you know, they're still milking quite well relative to, um, you know, the the, the in-calf cows so they're they're reluctant to offload them um, I suppose then if we move on um, you know you mentioned uh, f- farms are, are hitting crises um, you know more regularly on farms and I guess you know we can have a cash shortage in a business on a year like this as a result of the weather but there are some farms that are, are hitting these cash shortages over more prolonged periods and more regularly Um what can these farmers do to take a, a harder look at their our business and try and improve the cash flow in the business? Uh, well, I suppose the first the first place to, to start with is uh, maybe the accounts. I know lots of farmers probably just hand a shoebox to the, to the accountants and say, I want to pay no tax this year. But do they actually look at the accounts? And, um, you know, the next step is to do that take the accounts and develop a, a profit monitor. So uh, the Chagas profit monitor is really about uh, telling you how efficient you are to run your business. So if you're not efficient, well, then it's about putting a plan in place with your advisor. How are you going to become more efficient? So if the, the meal bill is very high, well, why is it high? Uh, is it because you're not growing enough grass? If you're not growing enough grass, why is that? Is it because you haven't been using enough lime? Or is it because there's no P and K going out? Are you just relying on nitrogen? So um, then you look at the cows and you know the milk sellers and the stocking rate, and you look at all those things. So um, the profit monitor allows you to prioritize which gives you the biggest gain, the fastest. And I suppose it looks at other things. Is your machinery cost very high? And some guys have high contractor bills and high machinery costs, and that shouldn't they happen you either have one or the other um so the profit monitor is good to analyze the business you know if if i was buying shares in ryanair or tesco or um any company that's trading in 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 the market their their return you know the dividend is a return to the to the owner in farming the net profit is a return to the to the farmer, which is the same thing as a dividend to the shareholder. And of course, if my shares aren't performing, I'm going to offload those shares and I'm going to buy something else. So we have to look at the business uh, differently. And the profit monitor is the tool that allows you to do that. Um, so that would be the starting point. Um, but as they say, you know, cash is 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 king. Uh, turnover is just a figure. You know, people talk about turnover. It's total. It's your total sales. It's the amount of money runs through the account, and it, it's used by banks to tell you what your overdraft limit should be. It's grand to say you had milk sales of hundred thousand, but it doesn't tell you what your profit is. And if we look at the profit, it doesn't tell you how much cash is in the account. So it's about trying to figure out how to run your business to ma- to be sure that there's more cash in the bank account at the end of the year than there was to start. And that's ultimately, I suppose, sitting down with your advisor and working out a plan, looking at how efficient you are and where can the gains be made in the business. 
And in some cases, if it's a small farm, you know, there might be investment needed to get bigger. It might be about looking at a partnership. It might be about changing enterprise. Like if we look at dry stock uh, farms, an awful lot of them are not making money. They're just getting the check in the post. Um, but to keep doing it. And, uh, you know, that's fine too if they want to do that. But if if you want to improve your situation, the key point is to start with a profit monitor. Work out a plan with your advisor as to what you should do over the next five to 10 years and try and grow the business, increase the efficiency. And, and that that then will result in more cash in the system. And I suppose if we just come back then to the current situation, um, I was reading recently on, on the Farming Independent that you put um, a little worksheet together, a five minute cash flow. So, you know, for farmers, as you say, who um, just go to the accountant with the shoebox, you know, they don't really um, have a full gauge on what exactly the incomings and the outgoings are for the farm, say, for the particular time of year. What sort of um, information do they need for, say, the five minute cash flow and what is it going to tell them? Well, the five minute cash flow, uh, it's almost like, you know, I said that we sit down and try and do a budget from now until, say, the first of May. Uh, all it is is giving you um, a template to do that cash flow. So it, it's asking you the question, what are your outgoings for the next six months? What are your incomings for the next six months? So um, you'll know if, if you look at your bank account for last year or look at your bank statement for last year, um, you'll see what payments you made you know, for the six winter months and uh, what incomings you know, come in. So if you put your own bank balance against that, that's the starting point for doing cash flow. So your bank balance today, how much milk is m- money is due in for the milk check and the coal cow check and, um, you know, over the next number of months, what do you owe the co-op? What are you going to pay the co-op? What are you going to spend on feed and fertilizer? What are you going to spend on contractor? Um, what bank repayments are due to be made? How much do you need for drawings to run the house? What tax is due the 14th of, of October, uh, next next Wednesday, when the final deadline for, for filing that? Um, so those are the kind of questions that you ask yourself. So to try and predict the next six months. Now, I call it a five-minute cash flow. It might take more than five minutes to do it, but by sitting down and trying to fill the document, at least you'll get a ballpark. You know, you might be uh, a few thousand out uh, in terms of, you know, where you think your bank balance will be on the 1st of May next. But it'll give you a ballpark. So if you're significant deficit, well, then at least, you know, you need to go and put a, a facility in place. But if there's money there, well, you know, things will be OK. So um, it's just about sitting down and trying to figure out what the bank account will look like you know, in six months time. It's it's not rocket science. Our clients, some of them have milk checks for nine months of the year. Our dry stock equivalents might sell cattle twice in the year and rely on the basic payment. So it's a lot harder for them to do their cash flow because there's money going out all the time, but it only comes in a few times a year, you know. So it's just trying to, I suppose, sit down and do it once. And if you do it regularly, you get into the habit of it and you'll get better at it. So, um, I'd nearly say, you know, if you think things are going to be difficult, uh, I suppose there's an A, B and C and D is what we could say. You could say, act early. So sit down now and try and do a budget. 
when you're doing it, you know, I said B is to be realistic uh, when working out your budget for the next six months. I would say consult an advisor. So that would be C. Consult your advisor or somebody that you trust uh, to do the figures with you. And D would be decide on a course of action. So make decisions on what you're going to do. Like if it's about putting facilities in place or negotiating with your suppliers, you know, do that now uh, and follow through one, two, three, four as to what you're going to do. So, you know, it, it's, it's very simple for us to say, act early, be realistic in working out your plan, consult someone you trust, decide on the course of action and follow it. Um, but it will take a bit of time. And if guys start now, it'll be easier because at least then the suppliers know when they're going to get paid. And it's about building, keeping, you know, going the good relationships you have with those people. Yeah, I guess that's I th- that's the key point, I think. And I, I think it's a really nice way to wrap it up. You know, being proactive with dealing with the problem, like on a lot of farms, they might be dealing with a deficit this this winter and as you say the the money coming in is going to be slow until probably the May milk check so being proactive you'll be able to work on a solution to get you get you from here to then yeah that's great thank you James all right Emma Louise no problem that's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast and my thanks to James McDonald for joining me on this week's show Don't forget to subscribe on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify and for more information go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.